1: Before we get started, I want to remind you about our friends over at The Macklemore. My buddies and I are headed up there this year for our annual golf trip, and I absolutely cannot wait. The Macklemore is a beautiful community resort and golf course, just 35 minutes outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee on Lookout Mountain. Folks, go online to themacklemore.com and check out what a wonderful golf course and other amenities they have up there. Their new clubhouse and bar opened up last fall. You have to see this place to believe how great it is, folks. The golf course is co-designed by our good friends Bill Bergen and Reese Jones, and our friend and PGA Tour caddy Kip Henley said, outside of Pebble Beach, it's the most beautiful 18th hole he's ever seen. And Golf Digest agreed, oh, by the way, naming it the best finishing hole in America since 2000. See why everyone is saying that by checking out the course and the resort online at themaclemore.com. I also want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Two Under. Two under men's performance briefs are the official underwear of the 2021 U.S. Ryder Cup team, the captain and all vice captains. They are worn by more than 30 players on the PGA and Champions Tour. They are also worn by over 70 NCAA Division I colleges and 17 NFL teams. The Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management, delivering maximum comfort, fit and performance from the golf course to the boardroom to the bedroom. Find these 200 performance men's briefs in over 4,000 golf pro shops nationwide, all Shields sports stores, PGA Tour Superstore, Golf Galaxy, and other fine retailers near you. Go online to 2UNDER.com. That's the number two, U N D R.com. 2UNDER performance in your pants. Use code ONTHET20 for a 20% discount at checkouts, not valid on items already on sale or NCAA licensed briefs. And, folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at TaylorMade and their TaylorMade TP5 and TP5X golf balls. High draw? Check. Low fade? Check. Bump and run? Out of the sand or flop shot? Check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all, and that's the all-new TP5 and TP5X from TaylorMade. With a newly designed dimple pattern that decreases drag and increases lift, It's the number one ball in golf, no matter the shot. So whether you need to hit it over the trees, under, or even through them, hit TP5 and TP5X, the one ball designed to handle it all. Check them out online at TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information. All right, now back with me is our resident director of instruction, Tom Patry. Folks, you've only got about a month left to go visit Tom at his winter home at Crown Colony Golf and Country Club down in Fort Myers, Florida. If you're nowhere near the west coast of Florida, but you still want to get lessons from a legend like Tom, well, download the V1 video app and send him videos of your golf swing. He can help you get dialed in through that app. Please check out his website, TomPatry.com, and subscribe to his newsletter. Be sure to follow Tom on Twitter and Instagram, at TomPatryGolf. And check out his YouTube channel, folks. Tom has over 150 free tips and playing lessons for you there. And I'm very glad he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Good evening, TP. How are you, my friend?
0: Good hey, boy. <laughs>
1: How are you, TP?
0: Listen, I am so good. It's unbelievable. Is that right? Why? Why are you so good? Hey, yeah. Well, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, 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 I does it get any better? No.
1: That's right. It can't get any better, right? You're with me, and the Red Sox just won their no, seventh game no, in a row. No, How happy can you be? <laughs> no,
0: I'm, I'm really happy about that.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom, it's great to have you, my friend. Hey, we got the uh, the Senior of Florida Open coming up here in just a couple of weeks. We know you're qualified. You shared that story last time you were on. How are the preparations coming for the championship?
0: Yeah, you know, Chris, I mean I'm I'm only teaching about ten hours a day, so i I have a lot of time to prepare. Um <laughs> I'm uh, I'm sneak I'm sneaking in there as early as I can. I've actually I actually chipping and putting before the sun comes up this morning. And I had a I had a playing lesson this afternoon, so I got my hands on the club this afternoon a little bit and and uh I was running home to do a podcast with you, so I hit about uh twenty five balls before I got in the car. And that's how preparation is on a daily basis. So we'll see what happens
1: somehow i i can i can't imagine if i came to you and said hey tp i'm about to play in the georgia senior open up here and my practice regiment is about 25 balls and a, and a couple of chip shots before uh uh before the sun comes up i'm good right i can't imagine you you're telling me yeah that's good you'll be fine
0: Sounds like it sounds like the same regiment, maybe Tiger uses before the Masters, or you know, maybe <laughs> Justin Rose used this week, or something like or Jack Nichols, or maybe Nicholas used before he went to Pebble, you know, and stuff like that. It's something like that. It's similar.
1: Ah, well, I think you gotta do a little bit more. Our uh, good friend uh, Paul Stankowski, his older brother Tom, was in the same uh, uh, tournament, qualifying tournament as you. I got Tom coming on the show in June. But uh, you got some strokes to make up on, Tom. I, I'm not sure what you're doing is going to get you there, but you know I'm rooting hard for you, my friend. I all hope right. it all works out.
0: Uh, pal, we both qualify with different scores, but here's the deal. We're both at zero right now, so we'll be fine. <laughs> Tom, I,
1: I understand. Speaking of, of good friends, I heard uh, our friend Bill Bergen is going to be doing some work down there in your home course, Crown Colony, here in the in the upcoming weeks. Talk about that
0: yeah you know it's funny that you know uh, Crown Colony has decided to do a master plan that will i guess either go into effect in twenty four or twenty five and do a, a renovation of the golf course and there'll be some changes made um I can't divulge all the all the trade secrets right now, but Billy came in there were two other people that were interviewed for the position i I'm very proud to say that I recommended Bill to be interviewed and um and he, he got the nod which i'm i'm thrilled about um I've already seen some of the things he anticipates doing. And, you know, Crown Colony is a sleeper. It's my first year there. And I'm really, really impressed with the golf course and, and, and the condition Superintendent Paul Bacon has got it in. But um, the things that Billy has proposed to do to the golf course are fantastic. And, and, you know, we both know how talented he is. Um, so I'm really excited about it. It should be really good for the club, really good for the membership. Um, There'll be improvements made to the practice facility as well, so I'm, it's, it's going to be it's going to be terrific, and I'm I'm so so happy and and, and proud that, that Billy got got the nod. And it'll be it'll be great having him around. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to hearing those stories. Congratulations to Bill. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to do a great job down there. Yeah, always does. Exactly. Tom, I got to get your thoughts on the Masters, and I want to start off by getting your thoughts on on Dustin Johnson. I mean, he, here's a guy one by five. Back in November, finished twenty under par when he won, and then this past week goes out and shoots seventy four, seventy five in the first two rounds, including six three putts, and he ends up missing the cut. Is that just? He you, you know what? That's just golf. Sometimes it's your time. Sometimes it's not. Or can we kind of look at the difference in how the course played from November to April?
0: I I think all of the above, Chris. I think it's so tough. Um, you know from a, an adrenaline rush standpoint from a emotional standpoint to go back, especially as soon as he went back, because he didn't have the whole year. It was six months you back there again, under, as you said, very, very different conditions. Um, and as a defending champion, the, the media blitz is overwhelming. So, you know, I, I certainly think that he could have played a lot better than he did. And I'm sure he feels the same way, but I'm going to give him a little pass on this one. It's a tough position to be in. He held it. He, he handled it very gracefully. Um, Dustin Johnson has plenty of great golf left in him, so I I don't feel like I I'm not going to feel too sorry for him for this one missed cut.
1: And Tom, there were a lot of great players who missed the cut this week, and guys that I expected to contend, guys like you know Patrick Cantlay, I thought would have a good tournament. He goes out and shoots an opening round 79. Rory goes out and shoots 76, 74 to miss the cut. Jason Day 77, 76. Brooks Kepka, I think did himself no uh, you know, no good service by showing up with a pair of bad knees and then shooting 74-75 to miss the cut. Uh, even Adam Scott and Francisco Molinari, you know, both of those guys, they actually did make the cut, but Adam Scott shot 79 in the third round, Molinari 81 in the final round. What do you make of how badly some of these guys played and how hard they struggled? You
0: know, I'd I, I say, I mean, that just goes to show you that, you know, these are obviously really very, very talented people, uh, and that golf course was really severe and very different than they'd seen it, again, just six months ago. So I think they've caught him off guard a little bit. Um, Rory is a, is, a, is an anomaly to me. I'm, I'm not sure I understand Rory McIlroy. He's so talented. Um, you feel like he gets sleepwalk through Augusta and shoot 70. Um, the guy that really surprised me the most, though, was Cantley. I really thought Cantley was uh, – you know, he's got such a good record, and he's so solid, and he's so calm. Um, that was probably the one that really surprised me the most. I thought I thought he was in, in line for a really good Masters. Molinari um, is just um, – hasn't been able to dial it back in, you know, of, of recent times, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. And, as you said, is showing up with two bad knees. That just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so a lot of strange storylines there, you know, a lot of different reasons, a lot of different – Uh, things going on in those players' lives. Uh, But uh, some of the best players in the world are sideways right now.
1: And, Tom, another thing that I love so much about the Masters and Augusta National, it seems like one of the older past champions is going to rise up every year and make the cut. Your friend Fred Couples has done it several times. Bernard Longer has done it sometimes, you know, a couple of years ago, actually got himself in position on Sunday. To make a run. And this year it was 56-year-old Jose Maria Olazabal. He's a guy that hasn't really played much golf uh, under his own admission, but Augusta National seems to stir up something in the past champions that awakened something, whatever it was, the mojo that they had, and they they go out and they shoot at least a couple of good rounds. Talk about why that is.
0: You know, I think I think some of those guys who won there have so much – so much emotionally invested in that property, Chris. It means so much to them. They're so prideful of that place. They 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 respect the place so much. And if they're going to still play, you know, I got to believe that they, they go out and they prepare the best they can for this week. They really want to make a cut. and They want us to play four more rounds one more time. And I think, they you know, as long as they're in, in decent physical health, I think every year leading up to Augusta, they're saying the same things to themselves. I want to play four rounds one more time. And obviously they know that the years are running out and you know, the hourglass is turned upside down and it's, it's, it's almost over. Uh, I think there's a lot of pride there. Uh, Jose Jose Marie uh, did a wonderful job this year in, in uh, holding up the senior flag and waving it. And, and as you know, Langer did a great job last year um, and Freddie has done a great job on several occasions. So, you know, you and I are, are, are of that age, Chris, where those guys are not going to be playing, but just a couple more, we know that. Um, But there's a lot of pride there, an awful lot of pride.
1: And, Tom, speaking of past champions, and prior to the final round on Sunday, CBS aired a special about Mark O'Meara's win back in 1998. I know you and Mark are friends. How great was it to look back on his first major championship?
0: You know, Mark and I are are friends, and, you know, Freddie and I are closer friends. Um, And Mark kind of schooled Freddie coming down the stretch in that – and at Masters, and, Matt and Freddie did himself no no uh, great service by hitting it left of left on uh, on 15, as you remember, on, I'm sorry, on 13 in that final round, and then chipping out and, and, and hitting in Rays Creek and, and making a big number, so letting, letting Mark back in the event at that point, and then Mark went on to birdie three out of the last four holes, so there's so much going on in that event, and as you know as well, the great Jack Nichols at age fifty-eight and in a run run that day too. So there was that was a great Masters actually. With so much, so much going on on that back nine as it always seems to happen that way. Um, but that, that that special, and uh, and and the great job Jim Nance did with that special and and Mark looking back uh, on the history of the event, his history at the event was uh, was really really fun to watch.
1: Tom, I want to get a couple of playing lessons from you tonight, and, and the last time uh, you were on the show, we talked about short game, because that's that's the thing you beat into my head every time we talk, is short game, short game, short game. We talked about 80 yards and in, and how can we hit it closer? Tonight, I want to go a little bit further back and, and get your thoughts on, how can we get it closer when we've got a scoring iron in our hands, whether that's a 7-8 or, or a 9-iron, maybe a wedge? You know, I tend to... Get over the top hole, hook those shots, or or I chunk them. How can I give myself more looks at birdie when I've got uh, one of those short irons in my hand?
0: You know, Chris, that's a great question. I, I I don't uh, I don't ever hit full shots 150, 160 yards in it. Um, for example, my seven iron is about a 165 club, and on the golf course it's about a 153 or 54 club. Uh, my eight iron is about a about a one fifty five club on the golf course. It's like a one forty eight or forty nine club and so forth and so on. So I always scale those numbers down. And the way I do that is that I, I you know I choke down on the golf club a little bit and and I control the pace and length of my golf swing. Uh it's certainly an abbreviated motion. Um because the thing that I'm trying to do here is fight the ball down a little bit. I'm trying to make solid contact, I'm trying to compress the golf ball and spin the golf ball. And I'm certainly trying not to have any side spin on the golf ball. So I'm doing everything I can in my technique to kind of, if you will, compress the dispersion of of those golf shots. I don't think, you know, if we were playing darts in a bar, we wouldn't rear back over our our right shoulder and and just wing that dart as hard as we can. It's a very compressed, very controlled uh, motion we make because we're trying to be very accurate. So I look at, I look at hitting short irons like I, like I throw darts, um, in a very controlled, very abbreviated manner. Um, and if you look at the PGA Tour and you listen to a Sunday CBS broadcast, you know, you hear, you know, he's hitting a three-quarter eight-iron, he's hitting a knock down, knockdown nine-iron, he's holding off an eight-iron. You hear terms like that all the time because these guys who can hit the ball obviously as far as they want to hit it in most cases understand that they have to get that golf ball into the same quadrant on the green that the pin's located in to have a birdie putt. So I, I think that generally amateurs make swings, that are much too aggressive and that's too big with short irons and you really want to abbreviate that motion
1: to that end Tom, you talk about you you certainly don't want any side spin and yeah i agree i don't want any side spin how do i get myself on plane or make sure that is there something and i see a lot of guys doing this out on tour now they'll take a little maybe move the club back just a little bit they'll take a a quarter swing and uh and as a practice swing or that sort of thing, to make sure that they are in alignment with, you know, how they want their swing to go. Talk about how do I make sure that I'm on plane so that I'm not getting out, my shoulder, my right shoulder is not coming across, I'm not dipping down, all that kind of craziness that can go on in a swing. Is there something in my pre-shot routine that I can do to ensure myself that I am, you know, ready to go? Well,
0: I think, Chris, he talked about coming over the top of a lot of irons and forking a lot of those irons. And that's usually uh, something we see all the time when the guy makes either too big of a backswing or his transition becomes much, much too aggressive and too fast. You know, the change of direction at the top of the golf swing should be one of the quietest moments in the golf swing. So we, we love when we see Freddie make transition from top of his backswing down. We love when we watch VJ make transition to the top of his backswing and down. Um, and we, we see Bryson hit the golf ball offline sometimes when he gets a little too aggressive and gets too quick. And we saw him hit a lot of really wayward short irons at Augusta this week um, after he drove the ball down there a mile because he gets so aggressive from the top sometimes and doesn't control transitions. So I think one of the things you want to do is you want to really make very quiet transitions to allow the club to fall on plane or the old school used to say slot the golf club in the downswing to allow the pass and the face kind of match up at the bottom, hit the ball online, start online, stay online.
1: And as you talk about transition, when we take a look at Hideki Matsuyama, a little hesitation at the top of the swing.
0: Do you like that? Chris, you get an A plus. So look at look at Hideki at the top. Okay, now now granted, once he comes out of that pause at the top, he gets really aggressive at the bottom of the golf swing. But if you want to look at another player, maybe even a better model than that, go back and look at some old Jay Haas film, uh, who who also had a little pause at the top, but a much quieter downswing. And and nobody hit the golf ball any more solid or more online than Jay Haas did and got an awful lot out of his golf game. So I think the pause with Hideki is a little too exaggerated at the time, but it'd be a hell of a drill to do on the range If you do what I I call a little stop-and-go drill at the top, put the ball on a tee, make it easy on the ground, and hit some shots where you feel like you got a little half-second abbreviation up there, and let the downswing, both the falling of the club on plane and the unwinding of the body, sync up a little better.
1: Tom, one of the things that I think most weekend hackers like me struggle with is, boy, we can go out on the range. And, boy, everything looks so pretty. You know, there's no pressure. Everything yeah. looks good. You put that peg in the ground on the first tee, and then everything goes to hell. How can we do a better job mentally of taking it from the range to the tee?
0: Well, that, Chris, that's, that's one of my favorite questions in the whole world, actually, I'm being dead serious with you now. So, you know, on the PGA Tour, the best players in the world on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, do they play these things called practice rounds, okay? And the amateur – the Christmas Mascaro's the world, hit some balls in the range, or take a lesson and run to the first tee. So I call this time in between taking a lesson or hitting balls in the range and the actual playing of the game, I call that time in between bridge time. What I'd like you to do, Chris, on occasion, and if you can more and more, is, you know, as a weekend warrior, you've got to find some time to put your bag on the golf cart and go out there, or put the bag on your back and go out there and walk and play nine holes. By yourself maybe one day a week, no scorecard, and go out on the golf course and work on some of the things that you did on the range in what I call live action time on the golf course. Get a couple extra tee shots. Get a couple extra second shots into the green. Develop a level of comfort on the golf course before you put the peg in the ground with a scorecard with your buddies on Saturday for the $5 Nassau. You've got to have some on-course time, on-course practice time, developing a level of comfort with those things that your instructors worked on you with before you put it in what we call live action.
1: Tom, just a couple more before I let you go. And here's something that we've talked about in the past, but for those listeners that may not have been around for that episode, you have the best putting drill that I've ever seen Um, with respect to putting the ball down, taking your swing, taking your stroke, and then that head – hesitates for a couple of seconds, speaking of hesitation, before it looks up to see where the ball is going. To me, that's the most powerful thing, and it's a very simple thing, but it's something that I've never done because so many of us struggle with the yips because we want to see where the ball is going before, you know, we actually make a nice, smooth putting stroke. Talk about the importance of keeping that head down and letting it sit there for a half beat or two uh, after you've already made your stroke.
0: So, Chris, I'm glad you said that, because in my preparation, my, my preparation for the Florida Senior Open, <laughs> one of the things I'm doing every morning, and I do, I, in all seriousness, I get there early, and I try to hit some chips and putts every morning. This is not just getting ready for this tournament, but I do this every morning anyway. After I set up my, my lesson tee, I go over to the uh, the practice green, I hit a few chips and a few pitches, and then I, I putt for a little while. And the first putting drill I do every day is I take three balls, no hole, no hole at all and I'll get over three balls, and I'll just putt them, and after I've struck the ball, I'll count thousand one, thousand two, before I rotate my head to see where the ball is. And I, I'll, I'll do that with no hole, so I have nothing really to look at anyway. I'm just tuning in right away before I insert a target to keep the coconut quiet, keep the head still, not really keep the head down, keep the head still while you make the stroke. When you move your head early, Your shoulder's open, the path changes, the face changes, the contact quality changes. You've got to keep the coconut quiet. And my insurance policy is 1,001, 1,002, after the moment of strike, to stay still to create a little bit of insurance that i will get the ball rolling online and coming out of the center of the club face.
1: Tom, all of these playing lessons are fantastic. Actually, you've recently uploaded – A lot of great content on your YouTube channel. Talk about what people will see when they subscribe to your channel on YouTube.
0: Well, thanks, Chris. I I want everybody in the world, after we hang up tonight, to go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. But I want about 80,000 trillion followers there, including Mascaro. I want Mascaro on there as a a subscriber. But uh, I just just filmed another 25 or – no, that's not true – 35 or 40 tips to add to that channel. I think it puts me over 150 tips on that channel now. Um, it's free. There's a ton of content. There's a there's a there's a load of different topics on there. Um, it's it's open to anybody to go there and really you know dive in and and engulf themselves in, in trying to figure out some things that might help them with their golf game. It's a lot of fun for me to put them up there, um, and I hope people take advantage of. It.
1: Tom, let everybody know how they can stay up to date with all the great things that you're doing and follow you on social media as well.
0: Yeah, Chris, you know, the website is just TomPatrick.com. And then, of course, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those places. Most of my content now is is heavy on Instagram, but all those places are available. And certainly uh, all my contact information is on my website. If anybody has a question or comment, I certainly welcome them. Shoot me an email or a text, and uh, I'm happy to answer your questions. Um, but I want to say before I hang up tonight and you go to your next wonderful guest, thank you so much, pal, for everything you do. It's so much fun being on. I think this is where we're heading down the road towards our 50th show together here sometime soon. I enjoy being on with you. You're the greatest on the whole airwaves, and, and nobody's any better. Say hi to Mitch in the next segment. And uh, next week is birthday week, is it not?
1: It certainly is. Monday is the birthday, but... We'll How be celebrating next Tuesday night.
0: How old? How old? 56.
1: 56. Oh, Easy.
0: Easy. We're, he- we're <laughs> heading for the big number. We're heading for the big number. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> I got you out out in front blocking for me, so I know I'll be all right, my friend. Yeah, you do, pal.
0: You do, pal. You do. All
1: right, my friend. Stay safe out there. All the best to you and the family. Uh, I love you. We'll catch up next week.
0: You're the best. I love you, too. Have a great show.
1: Thank you. See you, T.P. That's the great Tom Patrick. P-A-T-R-I is the spelling of his last name, TomPatry.com, and at TomPatryGolf on Twitter and Instagram. And check out that YouTube channel, folks. Over 150 videos on there. It's uh, no better way to get your, your playing lessons before you go out, to whether you're going to go to the practice tee or you're going to go out and play around the golf. Check out uh, Tom's uh, his YouTube channel and subscribe while you're there. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com/mac. First Horizon Bank Member FDIC. So Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position.
0: I don't understand.